0: Welcome back to The view, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, always except a few
1: days, asterisks, <laughs> but yes, I'm here. Hey, you're so here yeah. more more often than not. So, uh, well, thank and, you. And it's been a while since you've had any tardies or absences. Yes. So I've got a clean attendance uh, card.
0: That's right. right, and I'm glad to see you today. we got a big topic today we're going to get into. I've had a lot of guys... Uh, you know, email in. It's a and, request, then. Yeah, it okay, is a request. Gosh, so cool. I've had a lot of guys either email in, text in, or even on our patron, or not our patron, but our member mm-hmm. uh, monthly Zoom calls that we have when you're part of the community. A lot of guys have brought up, I want to hear a show about, Am I saved? So that's what we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, today. Before we jump into that, though, I want to say thank you again to Covenant Eyes. They continue to sponsor us in the narrow road and, and uh, here on the podcast. Guys, we've talked about it a lot. You can go to start.covenantEyes.com. Slash pew and sign up for a free trial of Covenant Eyes. You get to try it for uh, for three for uh, get dunked for free for thirty days and see if it works for you. I know it will. I personally use it. I know a lot of people that have used it and it's key in in stopping uh, any sort of issues you have with pornography. So guys, don't delay on that. If you know you have a problem, admit it to yourselves, be vulnerable about it, and do something about it. Go to start.covenantize.com slash pew today. Uh, Again, I want to remind everybody that uh, we are traveling again. I'm going out and speaking. I've gotten some more invitations this week to go out and to speak in different parishes up in New York and some different places. Guys, I love to do this. I love to go and speak to men about becoming the men that God calls them to be. Whether you're in a parish that wants to do something to to start a men's group, or maybe you you've had a group and it's it's not growing or whatever, I'll come in and talk, you know, in an event or a function at a men's conference, wherever it is, in a parish or a diocese, and really just try to do what the Lord's called me to do, which is to reach out to other men and show them that. It's, a, it's possible to live in the way that God calls them to. So if that sounds inter- interesting uh, to you at all, I'd be glad to come into your parish, your town, your diocese, wherever, and speak at any event that you have or you mm-hmm. might be planning. So you can do all of that. Check it out at bookme on com. So you can go there, fill out the form, and uh, my assistant Amy and myself will get a copy of it. I will be able to respond to you and we can figure out what it is you're looking for and how we can help. So again, just do that. I love doing it. And it's a joy to meet all the people out there on the road too. Uh, last thing I'll say before we get in the show is the narrow road. We got a big deal going on right now. There's been so many guys that have reached out and said, "Man, I, I you know, I, I want to try the narrow road, but I just don't know if I want to spend the twenty five dollars a month." And I know I get the community and all that, but I would really like to try it. Well, we listen to you, and you know there is cost associated with the narrow road, so we have to, you know, we have to sure, ha- get right. some some sort of right. you know uh, money for it. That's how the the ministry survives. So what we did is is from now on, when you sign up, you get to try your first month for 50% off. So instead of $25, it's 15 bucks. It's less of an investment. And if you're a guy that's been out there on the fence wondering whether it's something for you, you can order it and receive it in the month, you know, the next month after you order it. If it's in the middle of the month or toward the end of the month, you'll get it for the following month and you'll have a month to go through it. And if you decide you don't like it, you can cancel it anytime. If you decide you love it and you want to stay in it, then it'll go back to regular price after that first month. But it's a great way to try it out, see if it fits for you, see if you like the videos. And on top of the $15 that first month, you do get access to all the community with all the extra videos on the podcast, the deeper dives, the extra interviews, any sort of courses that we do you get first access to, and any sort of live retreats or anything you'll get early bird access to as well too. So all that's there for now, $15 for your first month to try it out. Guys, I get messages from around the world from guys that tell me all the time their lives are better from going through this. It's a simple guide that'll help you be a better man and a better servant of God the Father. So if that's something you're looking for in your life, take that plunge, try it out for $15 You know the first month. If you like it, stick with it. If not, then no harm, no foul, right? You tried something and you figured out whether you liked it or not. But you can do all of that at just pew. dot com. Go to community. Once you click that, it'll say join the community. You'll click that, and then that's where you'll you'll proceed on through to register and get that fifty percent off. So, guys, we're doing it for you. We want this to be out there to more men. And if this helps, then it's it's more than worth it. So, guys, just go and sign up today. So, after all of that, we're gonna jump into this big subject that that people have been asking about for a while, and it's it's not an uncommon thing that men ask about mm-hmm. because there is a, you know it's a lot easier sometimes to hear Protestant theology than it is the Catholic theology Deacon Jeff was talking about that before we started and so a lot of guys have come to me and said well I'm am I saved like I know that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and and that that's supposed to be enough but is it enough am I saved like if I die tomorrow am I going to heaven basically and once a guy gets to a point to where he's starting to look at his life in a new way and in a spiritual way this is a common question that pops up and and so I wanna to try to answer that today in the way that the Catholic faith answers it, right? The way that the things that we believe and, and really it's more complicated than that. I, I'll say it's a yes and no question, mm-hmm. right? If you will, and nobody wants to hear that, that, that kind of answer but it's the truth. You know, there's three ways that we actually see in scripture and in, in, you know, what we believe in Catholics that we can talk about today. Uh, yes, Jesus did die on the cross for your sins. His blood was shed for your sins and he, he took our place basically. He reconciled us to the Father. Um, he, he reconciled the, the, the sins and the failings and the failures of, of the original Adam. Jesus Christ is the new Adam who reconciles that and basically opens the door up to heaven for us. That being said, yes, you have been saved by that. There is an opportunity for salvation but you are also being saved and you also hope to be saved. That's what we learn in the Catholic faith, is that I have been saved, I'm being saved, and I hope to be saved. So we're gonna talk about it in those three ways today and go through it a little bit. And Victor, I know you, know, you, you were uh, raised Protestant the way I was too,
1: so you're familiar with these things, but we're gonna look at it right. from a Catholic angle today. I got you. Well, I mean, my, my background is Presbyterian, so we really didn't talk about being saved either. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> like, read your Bible and go to Sunday school and everything, you know, be sure. a good person. I mean, I, I don't want to belittle that, obviously, but right. for for me, at least, it was like we were always participating in the church, which is great. Sundays, you know, went to church. Wednesdays, Wednesday night supper, and then sure. you did a youth group, and then Sunday school and stuff, and then youth trips, which was great. A fellowship is what I remember most of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, but the sense of of finding yourself in faith, it was kind of like you're born into it, but you really didn't own anything for me at least. Sure. And I th- and I think when I was convert- convinced with that first word of being saved, I was like, well, what do you mean? Yeah. Being saved, I'm a Christian, you know, I believe in Jesus and all that stuff is, but are you saved? So it was like a terminology that crossed a whole di- different denomination, mm-hmm. and it was hard for me to understand as most Catholics understand, it's like. Well, well, what do you mean by that word? You know, yeah. yes. So I think that's we're going to dive deeper into that. Sure, we are, and and that's the thing. It is it is sort of
0: confusing because if, if and I'm not trying to knock Protestants here. No. I was a Protestant for a long time my right. life. I love our Protestant brothers and sisters. I'm simply trying to explain the Catholic point of view on right. this for for men that are Catholic that are listening to this that may have been Protestant and have come over like us and are confused in it, or just to answer the question of every man of wondering that sometimes you sit down and go, am, am I what I am, am? Who I am? What I'm doing? God's you know what he's done is that enough for me to to go to heaven. Um you know so whether it, whether it's a man that's trying to stay out of hell or a man that wants sure. to be in heaven it's a common question for a lot of men. So as I said in the beginning like I want to talk about you know I have been saved first. That's the starting point. Yes, because of the fall and the sins of Adam, there was a there was a rift between God and us, right? We were kicked out of the garden. Sin and death came into the world and G- God had a plan. And sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us to basically take our place, you know, to be bruised for our iniquities and 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 uh, and and whipped for our transgressions. I'm not saying the words yeah. correctly in the Bible, but that's basically what it's saying. And that is God's grace, right? Through God's grace, we have the opportunity for salvation because of, of the choice of Jesus to come, take on flesh, and die for our sins. So we have the, the door basically, if you will, a proverbial door of heaven, which was once locked and barred shut because of our doing, um, is now open again for us. We have the opportunity to be with God forever in heaven. But again, we have to move on to the next piece, which is I am being saved. And what that means is the door is open, but I still have to walk through it. Right. Right. We have to remember that that God gives us free will that he loves us so much that he doesn't want to be a domineering and forceful God to say you will follow me or you. there's consequences to face. God says I love you. I want to be with you forever. I hope that you want to be for me, with me forever. And if you do, here's what my son Jesus has taught, right? Mm-hmm. This is the way to become Christian. This is the way to follow him and to live a life that is worthy of, of, of an opportunity to go to heaven, right? To be with me forever. Or you have the opportunity to rebel and, 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 and not be in friendships with, it, with me, and that's basically what we're talking about here. When you're living the way that God calls you to, in, in a friendship with God, if you will, you're living in a state of grace. So if you die in a friendship with God, in a state of grace, there's the opportunity to go to heaven. Now, there's purgatory and all that, some extra purifying and cleansing right. some of us may require, but it opens up that door if you're in a state of grace with God, which is that friendship with God. If you're in a state of rebelling from God, you're in a place of mortal sin, for instance, then if you die, then we we are taught, and scripture tells us that you wind up going to hell, that there is a difference. So this idea of, okay, well, Jesus died for me and one drop of his blood is enough for me to be fine the rest of my life is not the case, right? That's why I'm saying that we believe and I have, I am saved, I've been saved, and then I am being saved. Our salvation is completely contingent on our response, to God, our response to God's grace. Um, we have to choose to walk through that door that God, that Jesus is open for us is basically what I'm saying.
1: Well, and you're also talking about like for formation. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a growth process necessary in your faith. Yeah. And you can't, I mean, ignorance is one thing where it calls a loss to our faith because we have something new, something uh, profound that's like, wow, this is something I never knew about. But we just can't stay in that spot. Sure. We have to kind of read, we have to understand. Where, where we who we are in our faith but also pray you know and, and the thing is about being saved is is this word that you seek to be close to god we well, could still be close to god without using that verbiage sure and i think that's that's the hang-up for a lot of us is kind of understanding okay when is that when does that uh moment of that verbiage begin to where i have that ticket to where i'm passage on going to heaven sure you know, i think for our minds the human conception is hard for us to comprehend Okay, when is that moment for me to know that I'm okay, mm-hmm. or or is there more stuff I need to work on? And that's the confusion I think is like where do, where I stand from day to day.
0: Sure, and that's where where we have to be. We have to participate in our salvation. Mm-hmm. You know that that yes, God has opened the door, and and to go back and to say a couple of verses here to just express that you know having been saved by by Jesus's act of sacrifice on the cross. Um, you know, it's, it, there's a verse from Ephesians 2, 4 through 5 that says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of the great love he had for us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, brought us to life with Christ. Basically, and it finishes the verse, By grace you were saved. Okay. You have been saved. So that's one there. And then you have another one from Romans eight twenty four that says, For in hope we were saved. That hope is our hope in Christ, right? right. That he was our hope. He came to earth as our hope died on the cross, and opened up the door to heaven. Now, I want to share a couple verses here that start talking about, you know, I am being saved. So these are all pretty much by Paul, you know, talking about this as he's evangelizing others and, and explaining and teaching this. And the first one is the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing but to us who are being saved it is the power of god that's first corinthians 1 through 18 again but to us who are being saved he's written that not as hey you're saved jesus died right. for you and you're good yeah. no he's writing to people saying as we're being saved which which allows us to see that he's alluding to us having to play a part in this salvation Again, another verse, for we are the aroma of Christ for God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So he's showing you here, what does it mean, those who are being saved and perishing? Mm -hmm. It's the choice to live two different ways in our life. He's telling us here that it matters how we choose to live. And so that's another one. Here's a third one. So then, my beloved, obedient as you have always been, not only when I am present, but all the more now when i'm absent work out your salvation with fear and trembling right he's telling us work here out your salvation right work out right, your salvation right. with fear and trembling not be afraid of god right. but understand that there's consequences in the way that you choose to live your life that yes jesus has opened the door for the possibility for you to have salvation to be saved but you still have to walk in the way of the lord you still have to live the way that god has called you to or you'll perish, right? So you're either working out your salvation or you're working out your death. Is basically the way that we choose to live our life. So that's that's what I'm talking about here when we're talking about am I being saved? That how that our our salvation is contingent on that response to God's grace. So, you know, you and I talked about this the other day when we were talking about this topic. There's things we have to do. First of all we have to repent of our sins, mm-hmm. right? Like that's God Jesus died, and we've covered that a lot and it opened the door of salvation for us, but there's things we have to do. We have to repent of our sins. And I mean truly repent, to want to turn away. That's what the word repent means is to turn away from, right? To change my life, to be different, the way that so many were after they met Christ in the gospels in the Bible. We have to believe in the gospel, right? So what Jesus said when he first said any words in the gospel, repent and believe in the gospel. Right? I mean, the first words in his mission uh, when he was older. And then we have to be baptized, right? We're called to be baptized in the way that Christ was. And we're given the, the power of the Holy Spirit and we're adopted by God into this family. And we start to live this life. Those are the things that we have to do. But how you, as I said before, how you live your life matters. It isn't just about, about giving your life to Christ in one singular moment, it's about giving him your life for the rest of your life. And when we think it's just about that that one moment, we fall into the sin of presumption, mm-hmm. right? And and we've talked about that. We did a show on that many many months ago. It seems like you know maybe a couple of years or a year or two. But that sin of presumption is is taking hope for granted, right? It's a sin against hope. It's it's too much hope of saying, well, God's done everything for me, so I don't need to do anything, right? Like I'm just if I die tomorrow, I'm fine because right. of what He did. There's nothing that needs to be done on my part. And that's that's the danger when we believe that just when when people say, "Are you saved?" Well, yeah, Jesus died for me, and I, I brought him into my heart, and he's the Lord of my life, and I'm saved. Mm-hmm. Again, not trying to knock any Protestants, but that's the danger that from the from the lens of the uh, of Catholicism. That's all you got to do at right. this is right. right because it's like no, you're, now you're depending too much mm-hmm. on God's grace and not not having to put in the and I won't say putting the work because it's not just about works; it's about faith and works. But it's about doing our part and playing our part in our salvation. So, you know, it, that presumption is a sin against hope, it's taking it for granted. You can't go around the rest of your life doing whatever you want to and expect to get to heaven i mean that's the fallacy in that idea is that well it doesn't matter what i do jesus has died for me and that's enough Mm -hmm. i believe that's enough and so i can go out and murder and steal and rob and and be a jerk and whatever the rest of my life and it doesn't matter because jesus has already wiped the slate clean and i can i can just walk into heaven anytime i want when when i die i die and i got a, a free pass and that's not the truth we have a role to play in that salvation as saint paul says working out our salvation so we have to play that part and as i said before we have to be in a state of grace which means we have to live the life that god's called us to so that when he calls our number when we're called home we're in a good place to either walk into heaven if we've lived a saintly great life Mm -hmm. or we have an opportunity in his mercy for purification in purgatory
1: so what you're the story came to me about a great saint you know saint patrick and most people know the story but you know he was actually kidnapped from uh irish pirates right so i mean he was is that a thing irish pirates, irish pirates? That doesn't sound like a thing. well i don't know raiders i guess you could <laughs> yeah, say okay. that so but then their football team but you will not get yeah. that but anyways they, they, they kidnapped him and put him in slavery and he was a shepherd for for several years well his faith kind of kind of came to more of coming to to, to christ you know mm-hmm. and and anyways he escaped and so forth with aid of the the holy spirit and was able to get back to home but guess what he could have been fine back home and doing stuff like a small church, but God called him to do something greater, yeah. which is to go back to the community that initially kidnapped him and sold him as slavery and convert them. So imagine that St. Patrick didn't do that. You know, he would've been probably like relegated to a, a small part of history, but but now he would because he followed, he worked out his faith you know in fear and trembling he decided to go back sure to a place where he pretty much could have been locked up again for escaping because he was owed property by somebody mm-hmm. who escaped but yet he went back to convert the whole like celtic race in and uh, you know in ireland in a sense you know and and convert many people and have many disciples and so that's the thing is that we're talking about is you know working out your, fe- your your salvation for fear and trembling in the sense that. You know, keep going. You know, you sure. you progress each day, and you do better, and you learn, you read, and you talk to other people who are hurting.
0: Sure, and that that verse that you're talking about, the fear and trembling, is is uh, Second Philippians two fifteen. For those that are looking for it too, um, you know, I want to back up what we've been saying about this. That, that I think this is a place where most people fall, and where we li- really live in the danger of, of of missing out on eternal life with with God is by simply believing into this. That, that act of sacrifice was enough. Yeah. Again, it opened the door, but we have to walk through it. Jesus basically echoes these things in Matthew in several places. Matthew 7, 21, he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. That means we have a part to play in this, mm-hmm. right? What does it mean to do the will of my Father? Well, Jesus tells you all through the Gospels. This is what it means. He did the will of his Father. We are called to live after his example. He says again in Matthew 24:13, he who endures to the end will be saved. Why would we have to endure to an end? if we're already saved, right? Right. So yes, the door was open, but that whole word of endurance means you still have to live it, you still have to persevere, you live still have virtue, to, yeah. to choose right. those hard choices. The virtue we talk about, the narrow road we talk about all the time, that's the point of the narrow road, mm-hmm. is to help men start making those choices every day. But that's that's Jesus saying that, that's not me or just the Catholic Church, that's the words from Christ himself, that it's about enduring so that you may be saved. So I just wanted to point that out, too, and then this last part here is is just the ho- I hope to be saved. Now, what does that mean, right? What do you mean, I hope to be saved? We all hope to be saved. Well, I mean, we have hope that through the blood of Christ, we have the opportunity for salvation, that through our response and the way that we've lived our lives, the fear and trembling, Paul talked about, we hope right. to be saved. So the The point of this whole life is is not to to amass goods and wealth and cars and all these things and to have this the time of your life the here. Most
1: Twitter followers, right? right? All that yeah. stuff's not going <laughs> to
0: matter, right? right? I don't think that's you know in in the book of life when you right. get there is how it's many like, Twitter hey, man, followers? Wow, did you have? You got a million, right? That's awesome. Oh, sorry, it was a million one. <laughs> yeah, You're right, out, yeah. you know. Right. It's nothing like that. It's it's this is about living the life that God has called us to. It's coming to an understanding. That God has done something tremendous for us. That He loved us enough to give the one thing that He loved more than anything in the world, His Son Jesus, for us, and that He opened that door for us. That that's the takeaway from this. Am I saved? Yes. In that moment, you are by God's grace, by Jesus' choice. Yes, you have that opportunity to be saved. But we have to live our life, and you know that way, and so we can hope we are being saved, right? We're living it, I'm being saved, but the hope is that when we get there, that look, none of us have lived a perfect life. You know, no matter how good you are, it's gonna be very hard to near impossible for you to live a perfect life. You know, when Jesus said be perfect as my whole, my, as my heavenly Father is perfect, he didn't mean never screw up, never anything. He's like live the best life that you can. Mm-hmm. Live in the way that God has called you to, to the best of your ability not giving yourself excuses you're going to fall you're going to fail but understanding that you are giving your all at living like i have told you to and then understanding that look you may get to heaven Mm -hmm. and jesus goes you know what you got a couple specks of dirt on you i'd love to let you in but there's no dirt in heaven you got to go to purgatory right we're going to we're going to go purify that right we're going to work the rest of that out and then you're going to be in here with god with with my father and i for the rest of eternity you know there's we don't have a god that says you know what you weren't perfect go to hell no he loves us too much for that even even though we don't deserve any of this in the first place he still gives us purgatory to be able to to cleanse that final purification right uh to be put in and i love i've told you this before i think where a guy was uh, i was i heard a story about somebody asking well how do i know when i'm living like christ and it was a metallurgist it was a guy working on uh you know steel he built swords and knives and those things mm-hmm. and somebody was looking at him and he was hammering on this thing and the guy was saying well, how do you know, you know when it's right? And he said, well, if you leave it in the fire too long, it'll get too soft. If you leave it out of the fire too long, it'll get too hard and you can't bend it. You, it's not malleable. And he says, well, how do you know when it's done? And he says, when I can see my reflection in it. Right? When I can see my reflection, it's when I know that it's been completed, that it is what it's supposed to be. And so that's a call for us to emulate Christ all of our lives so that we have the opportunity. It's not about earning our way into heaven, right? God opened the door. It's just about living the life that He has called us to live. There's not, He's not on there with a board keeping check marks and demerits for good mm-hmm. days and bad days. We're called to reconcile Him in those times that we have bad days. So, you know, we're coming to the end of the show here. And I want to talk a little bit about this. So for a guy that says, okay, this is a lot of great information, but what the heck do I do? This is sort of just a, a quick four steps to think about for what you need to take from this. Number one, I need to believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins through God's grace. That I was given an opportunity for salvation through God's grace and mercy and love. Number two, I need to repent. I really need to look at my life and take it seriously if I'm not living for Christ repent from that go to confession take it to to the priest and into Jesus in the confessional the priest is in persona christi and repent of those sins and continue to rep, repent for the rest of your life continue to reconcile for the rest of your life uh and then You want to, uh, you're going to believe in the gospel, right? We're going to have to start believing in what's actually written here. Not, well, I know the stories and blah, 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 Jesus walked on water. But I believe this with my whole heart that I believe every bit of the Bible is true. That this is truth that's given to the people that wrote it by God through divine revelation. And that I need to be baptized. And once I'm baptized that I understand I have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's now my job to go out and call others to Christ. Number three, I need to understand the way that I live my life matters and live in the way that Christ instructed me to take this seriously. There's nothing more serious in your life than where you're going to spend the rest of your life. So do you want to be in hell or do you want to be in heaven or at least in purgatory? If you do, then you have to take the way you live your life seriously. And four, you know, I need to resist temptation and seek rec- reconciliation the moments I fail. Look, again, we're not going to be perfect. That's why purgatory exists, for that final cleansing so that we can be with God forever. But we have to hope that through our surrender and our obedience, we will be able to spend the rest of eternity with Jesus. If we do those things, if you start to make that your goal and you're living in scriptures every day and growing in your relationship with Christ, you're living in prayer, right, speaking to God every day and asking him what he wants in your life and asking for the strength and the grace to be able to live this way, then you've got a great opportunity to continue to hope to be saved, right? You are saved. We figured that out, right? Through what Christ did, that that door was opened. But you also have to understand you're being saved the rest of your life. You, You have a part to play in that and that through that you have a hope that you're going to be saved when the, eventually when the day you see christ so guys if you're interested in this if this matters to you you've been asking the question then do something about it if you feel like you're in a place where you don't even know if you're saved because you don't that's most likely because you don't have a relationship with jesus christ you want a relationship with jesus christ sign up for the narrow road today it's going to help you do all the things i just mentioned you're going to do it every day and it's going to benefit yourself it's gonna benefit your relationship with God, and it's gonna benefit those around you, and you're gonna start living the life God called you to do, and that's why we're here. So, all right, guys, look, I hear that music. So, Jesus opened the door to heaven for us all, but it's up to all of us to spend our life choosing to walk through it. So let's take that to prayer in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, by giving your life for ours, you have opened the door to heaven. You've given us the opportunity to be reconciled to your Father. That being said, help us to realize that we still have a role to play in our salvation. And Lord, whenever we think we're in the clear, remind us that ultimately we will be judged by how we lived our life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at Just a guy in the pew at gmail.com.